0: This episode of the Consulting Pipeline podcast is brought to you by The Positioning Manual for Technical Firms. There are a few books out there on positioning. There are a few books out there that mention positioning. But as far as I know, there are no books out there that talk about how self-employed software developers can use positioning or specialization to make their business better. If you'd like to find out more about how positioning can benefit your business, head over to ThePositioningManual.com. I'd like to talk publicly about something that has been frustrating me. This is uh, both because it's, well, self-administered business therapy (laughs) at a cheaper rate than hiring somebody, And also because I believe that many of you listening to this podcast will benefit from knowing what's down the road a bit from where you are right now. I believe that one of the ways you can model growth is with a spiral. So if you imagine a a spring that's in the shape of a spiral, I know not all springs are spiral shaped, but think about the sort of... A common spiral-shaped spring, to me, that's a really good model for how we develop or grow as specialists, as experts, as owners of independent services businesses. You sort of, uh, there's a circular aspect to growth. You are sort of moving through the same issues over and over again. But, as you grow, you're also going up the spiral, and just it's a very simple idea. It's not really any more complicated than that. Someone else who's maybe further along in their their career or their progression of expertise uh, further along than you are may actually be dealing with a similar issue just at a a sort of different point in their uh, maturity as a business or as a as a professional or as an expert. And that's, I think, the value in sharing stuff like this is, you know, maybe you're further up the spiral than I am. Maybe you're further down the spiral than I am. But there's a pretty good chance, no matter where you are, that we will both encounter similar types of issues just at different, um, different levels of the, the growth spiral. Also, I have to mention, I'm just increasingly intolerant of these uh, sort of one-sided pictures of what success looks like. They're given such an inordinate signal boost by social media, but they don't really, I think, resemble actual life very much at all. Here's the TLDR. Dissatisfaction with your own level of expertise, skill, ability can be fuel that drives you forward. A good friend of mine recently gave me some helpful, very helpful, very on-point feedback about a particular episode of the Consulting Pipeline podcast. That's episode 61, by the way, if you want to hear, uh, you know, reference that, where I talked about, uh, I, I sort of challenged myself to explain specialization in 10 minutes. And that feedback sort of accelerated a period of dissatisfaction that I was already feeling. So in a way it was, you know, you could look at that as, oh, bad timing. Um, But from another perspective, I think it's actually great timing. I don't know that it matters a lot, but what I'm feeling dissatisfied about is I have these two channels that I primarily use to disseminate insight and drive sales of my services and products. Those two channels are, this podcast, uh, in a way, a sort of, outgrowth of that, or not really an outgrowth, but another channel is podcast guesting, but I'll just refer to them as the same thing. And then the other channel is my email list. And so where I'm feeling dissatisfied is how best to use those two channels. And then the secondary, the the sort of other part of this twin dilemma is uh, I'm feeling a real need to make Certain concepts that I talk about all the time, certain ideas, more clear, better defined, more crisp. It's going to benefit everybody if I do that. So it's not like I'm frustrated because um, someone needs to take out the trash and I don't want it to be me. (laughs) I'm frustrated because I feel this gap, uh, what I'm going to refer to as the satisfaction gap, between where I want to be and where I am in these, in these two areas, the best use of these two, you know, these two channels that I tend to use for marketing and being able to be more clear and well-defined in how I talk about certain key concepts that relate to the work that I'm doing to try to help you, dear listener. I'm an experiential learner. That means I, part of the way I learn things is I do them. And I choose to do certain things in public view, which means that when I make mistakes, they're very public. And uh, I've just, you know, for the not completely, but largely gotten over the uh, self-consciousness and, you know, potential embarrassment that comes hand-in-hand with that approach to things. So, you know, maybe from a certain perspective, episode 61 of... This podcast was uh, not a mistake. I, I don't really believe in mistakes. Um, again, I make, you know, quote-unquote mistakes all the time, but for me they are they are learning, and they'll have a trickle-down benefit uh, for myself and for others um, almost 100% of the time. In this case, uh, what I did was I used a, a media podcasting, that is very intolerant of any unclarity in expression. To talk about something that I haven't yet done the work I need to do to make it more clear. So I sort of fell victim to both of those things, and what it did was direct my attention. And and then you know having this sort of this person, uh, this friend of mine from the outside, sort of join in and say you need to look at that, and um. Oh man, in the in the long term, that is so beneficial. I believe uh, and, and I think that you know I, everybody is wired perhaps a little bit differently when it comes to this, but I think people who are interested in pursuing this path of using specialization to develop extraordinarily valuable expertise are not that different from me in that your tolerance, when you look at yourself your tolerance for shortcomings in terms of your own expertise, your own ability to articulate that expertise or to apply it in a way that's helpful and valuable, you don't tolerate that uh, gap very well. I certainly don't. It affects me emotionally. I get pissy. I get frustrated. I get grumpy. I should interview my wife right now she would tell you that I'm not I'm not exaggerating I'm actually uh, cons- measurably observably less fun to be around when I'm in this place You can probably hear it in my voice And you know what it's okay it's part of the journey It is fuel that Uh, Like, I mean, I guess it could be fuel that just makes me sort of angry and unhappy for a few days, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be fuel. It can be a form of potential energy that, if applied in the right way, urges me onward in the direction that I needed to go and in a way that fortifies something that was not as strong and as effective as I would like it to be in my business. And so in that way, I'm actually very glad. Like, I, I, first of all, I'm always glad when anybody cares enough to give me feedback. Um, I really am. And, you know, the stuff that's not helpful, I, eventually I can ignore. Or um, it, the stuff that's framed in a, you know, sort of unhelpful way, I can maybe see the, the diamond in the rough there. And stuff, you know, what's best of all, of course, is stuff that comes from a, someone who cares, and it's framed in a way that it respects the, the sort of fluidity of creative evolution. And now I feel like I'm just sort of waving my hands. But hopefully you get the point that all feedback is potentially helpful. And if the feedback initiates a period of feeling like, crap, man, I really wish what I was doing was even 1% better or 1% more clear or, I, cl- you know, maybe it's not just kind of a vague dissatisfaction about what you're doing, but it's a specific focused sense that, okay, that could be better. Then I think that's a very good thing. So just to wrap this up briefly and reiterate, I, I predict at some point if you're committed to this path, as I am, this path of developing exceptionally valuable expertise, and doing it by specializing what you do, then I think I can almost guarantee that you're going to face a satisfaction gap at some point. And I hope if you do, you ride it out, and I hope that it ultimately benefits your business in the way that I'm already seeing it benefit mine. It's not that just in the past few days I've had some sort of um, remarkable indicator of progress, but it, it's lined things up in a way that as I start to, you know, uh, maybe course correct a bit or just become more nuanced and sophisticated in my view of how I do certain things in my, and the actual way in which I do certain things, then it's going to be beneficial. It's going to have a, a really significant payoff. So I hope when you're there <laughs> in the middle of that dissatisfaction gap, you stick it out. Okay, that's it for this episode of the Consulting Pipeline podcast. See you next time.